1: You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.
0: All right, Jimmy, out along with Henry Hayes. Been talking NBA with Henry for over 25 years on the radio airwaves. Now, Henry, we get ready for the late season stretch. Used to be around mid stretch during the season. They had the NBA All Star festivities, but not anymore. 60 games in, the latest ever. And we come in right after the trade deadline. So a lot of kind of trying to peek forward a little bit on maybe some teams that are about to go stock up or stock down. Henry, the biggest thing is the KD trade, though. The acquisition by Phoenix, uh, they've been close uh, previous years. They go from 20-1 to to win uh, win it all at Bet Rivers to at plus 450 right now. Can it work on such short notice?
1: It can. They're going to need some help, but no, you're right, Jimmy. We have not had a, a first ballot Hall of Famer. Potentially, in Kevin Durant's case, maybe when he's all said and done, you could argue the greatest scorer the league's ever seen get traded in his prime. It just simply hasn't happened. So this was a, a a rock that, uh, you know, in in the calm lake of the league that shook everybody in terms of the nets, obviously look, the super team, not only didn't work, but probably set that franchise back uh, several years. And so I think that's good for the league in terms of Phoenix going forward. They're really relying on that front four because it did hurt them depth-wise. Now, they may have the opportunity to get some buyout guys in there, but typically those guys can give you a few minutes in a playoff series, but they're not going to be major contributors. Now, their top four is pretty salty. When you think about Chris Paul trying to win that first ring, Durant, Devin Booker, who in his own right is a really, really difficult cover, and then, of course, DeAndre Ayton, who uh, is a young big in his prime. That's a tough four to cover. Um, Again, we'll see if they have the depth. But I I'll tell you what, with Durant and Booker Jimmy on the, on the floor at the same time, you talk about two of the preeminent shot creators in the game. That's a, that's a tough matchup to game plan against.
0: It's almost like taking your uh, you know, your secondary receiver. Okay, if you want to sauce Gardner, this guy. Well, we're going to attack. You know, who, you know, the weaker one's going to attack. Uh, take on Booker. Uh, take on KD. I mean, you know, let let's let's attack him. So you have some some flexibility there, and you also have a pass first point guard in Chris Paul, a facilitator, as opposed to like two ball dominant guys like the Westbrook Harden experimentation you know, down in Houston, and some others were like that as well, where, you know, ball-dominant guys, well, you just don't extrapolate those numbers, and they double, you know? So Paul, I think, and especially Paul late, you know, he had become more of a scorer, Henry, uh, the last four or five seasons as opposed to, you know, really point guard— now he can take some of that scoring load off of him, maybe wear him down less, uh, make him more durable this, uh, this deep into his career?
1: The problem, Jimmy, you didn't mention with him, and they know this in Phoenix and the league knows it, is his, his ability to guard. He just can't move east okay. to west like he used to. So when you're starting to talk about playing 36, 38 minutes in a playoff game against, let's say, like a John Morant, uh, a, a team with an explosive young point guard is going to really hurt him. Uh, now you get you get his creativity on the offensive end, and you're right. He's a much better player with Durant and Booker because he doesn't have to score. He can, but he doesn't have to. But it's on the defensive end where they're gonna have to really watch his minutes, frankly, because um, he's gotten to the point where he's getting outscored, you know, on his defensive end. So that's gonna be something to watch going forward.
0: What is the deal with the uh, the, the Grizzlies? Uh, it seemed like they, you know, they had a wonderful. Uh, uh, regular season last year, we're off to a great regular season. Still, overall pretty good, but kind of some, some maybe some, I don't know what's going on uh, in the clubhouse a little bit. Uh, but it seems to be distractful. Um, and you know they they needed a little postseason seasoning, I guess. You know, it's where it's such a different game. Where are they right now?
1: Yeah, great, great question. The Grizzlies are fascinating. So they're still the two seed, although they have not played well ever since the. Incident in Los Angeles at the Lakers, where the whole Shannon Sharp nonsense and yeah, you know they got involved in that. That group's chatty to begin with, Jimmy. So they do a lot of talking. It reminds me of a lot of the college teams we've covered, Jimmy. That they play so hard night in and night out. By the time they get to the tournament, everybody ramps it up. And, Tom Thibodeau team. Yeah, it's hard for them to to win in the playoffs when everybody plays that hard. And so a little bit, and also they're they're young. You still got to remember, you know, John Morant's young. A Bain is still really young. They don't really have that calm settling. Stephen Adams is not enough of a, um, of an impact player, even though he's older. So I, I think they're missing that CJ McCollum that that the Pelicans brought in, or a, you know, or a, or a Damian Lillard type that has been in the playoffs, is older on the north side of thirty and kind of steadies them. Now, having said all that, they're still the two seed. So, um, you know. We'll see if they can right the ship, but no, they were playing much, much better in the early part of the year, and they have really tanked 11-17 and 17 away from their home floor. So they, they, they. we'll keep our eye on them.
0: Clippers and Golden State, two veteran teams, been a part of championships, coasting through this load management era of the NBA, which is not – it's just more extreme than it used to be. It's not like it's never happened before, but let's just get there. Now they uh the Clippers add a, a piece like Westbrook. Oh, that's going to get you over the top. Sorry, I don't think so there. <laughs> but can they just flip it on and flip it off when they want? Because Golden State was supposed to improve their roster off of a title. But you know, it's just it just kind of just hey, this they're they screaming at us. This season's too long.
1: Yeah. Well, there's no doubt, and it's funny you brought up the load management, Jimmy. I think it's it's never been as big of an issue as it is today. There's just guys missing way too many games, and for what these tickets cost, we've seen the, you know the the images of someone with their nine year old son saying this is the third time I've tried to see my hero yeah. and he's not playing. Been there. That's a tough. That's a tough thing to refute if you're Adam Silver. Now, any sports league that's willing to give back money, introduce me to them because it'll be the first time. So it's a problem they're going to have to come reckoning with. Look, Jimmy, you and I remember in the 1999 season. It was lockout shortened, and it was 50 games. And guess what? It was glorious because it was a mad sprint to get playoff seeding into the playoffs. That's when the Spurs, young young Tim Duncan and David Robinson beat the Knicks in the finals. But that little 50-game experiment was great because nobody missed games unless you were really injured, and it was a sprint because these guys all know you make your money in the playoffs. Will we see a return to it? I I don't think so because, again, I don't think they're going to give money back in terms of the Clippers, they're interesting because a lot of the, the public NBA kind of forgot the Clippers because of the way they flamed out recently. And just, again, you can't keep Kawhi on the court. and It just hasn't worked. However, I will tell you, if you pay attention to them recently, they've played really well. And I will tell you, if you talk to clubhouse folks, coaches, guys in the no scouts, a healthy Kawhi and a healthy Paul George terrifies anybody in the league because you have two of the best two-way players that can guard their position and get shots. And so look out. They've, again, I, I know we've heard this before, but they have played well lately. Now, to, I, I agree with you. Adding Russell Westbrook's an interesting – the only thing I can think is Teron Lewis thinking, all right, I can let Russ go for six minutes at the end of the first quarter into the middle of the second and at least stay even. And he probably can. But can you put him in the crunch time and trust him? I don't uh-uh. think
0: so. Uh uh-uh. uh uh Team that you uh a team a team that you do like though is been the model of consistency this year. They're healthy as well, and phew, odds on favorite again to win third straight uh, MVP. We don't get uh, caught up in that too much, but I mean, my goodness, the Denver Nuggets, man. Um, healthy Porter, um, you know, Murray, uh, bubble form, I guess you could say, when he was going nuts When those those matchups that he and um. You know, him, him in the jazz. And then, I mean, Jokic in his streamlined body, which is the last, what I think he did during the bubble time, has allowed him to stay on the floor longer. And my goodness, I mean, he's just, he could do it all. And he sh- and he sh- he, could, he could take the ball. He could share the ball. He just, and his IQ is off the charts.
1: Jimmy, we're talking about, without question to me, the most underappreciated back-to-back MVP in the history of the game. Maybe it's sports. I mean, Here he is, ho-hum, knocking on the door, 25, 11, and 10. Jimmy, that's what he's averaging. So he's averaging a triple-double, which in this era of shoot first, statistics, me, me, is more amazing. And give it to Denver the way they built their team, Jimmy. I I think they did the right thing, and they didn't panic at the trade deadline. Look, they're the one seed for a reason. You, You nailed it a minute ago. Michael Porter Jr., healthy and playing and scoring at 17 a game, is a huge difference maker because he's a nightmare matchup at 6'10 and a half playing on the perimeter. And it's a really tough cover. And then you've got Jamal Murray, who's much like Devin Booker in that he can create his own shot, can really get going, and you you have to have somebody that can stop him. And you have Jokic, Jokic who is trying to create plays and mismatches for both these guys. Um, they're just a really tough out. You know, they've got a guy, Jeff Green, who's been in the league for a zillion years on the bench. Sneaky little pickup in Thomas Bryant that can play eight minutes a game at an active center role, but they are going to be heard from. In fact, I'll, I'll give you Jimmy. I've got the Nuggets and the Bucks in my finals. I think it's going to be a, a workman like grinder. You know, those are professional teams that were built the right way, and I've got those two playing in the NBA finals.
0: Besides the top teams uh, in the West, or even including the top teams in the West, maybe, you know, in, in, in sports gambling, it's a stock market, okay? And you you've got to try and identify when a team is about to rise and get it on them early before the odds makers adjust and catch up with them and vice versa. You know, those with, you know, high value that are showing some signs that, Oh no, there's trouble on the way. Um, anybody in the West that fits, you know, uh, up or down that you're looking for, for going, uh, you know, into the second, you know, the post all-star break.
1: Yeah. Jimmy one, I think will go against what your viewers might think. I think, um, well, I think Phoenix is obviously going to – you're going to watch it very closely, right? Because you're going to figure out how, how quickly can KD fit in and how quickly can, can they kind of start winning some games. Also, I think the Dallas Mavericks, I didn't like the trade of Kyrie, but Jimmy, they have the, the league's easiest schedule the rest of the way. So him and Luca have some teams that they can kind of feast on to get this right. I would look at Dallas stringing some wins together. Um, in terms of teams going the other way, i tell you – well, one more I love, Jimmy – Oklahoma City starting to figure it out. Right now they're at 10, and they're one game under five hundred. But speaking of Paul George, Jimmy, we're going to look back five to seven years from now and go, that trade sending Paul George to the Clippers was the lifeline for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Look, SGA was an all-star last night. He is a great young player in this league. And we haven't even seen what those draft picks that are coming to the Thunder met them from the Paul George trade. The um, kid from both, both Jalen Williams from college could play. The kid from Arkansas, Jalen Williams, is better than he was drafted, the spot he was drafted at. So I think the Oklahoma City, watch them the rest of the year. I think they're my up meter for sure. In terms of the down meter, Jimmy, I think you know the West is interesting because I wouldn't bet against the Sacramento Kings either. They've got young guys who are trying to prove themselves. Nobody takes Sacramento seriously. Um, if you wanted to have one down meter, I'd say the Memphis Grizzlies have got to prove it to me. I'm not sure they can get that clubhouse right in time. So that's the one I would say um, on the downside. On the other side, have your, have your folks who take a daily look at games, Jimmy, take a look at the Orlando Magic. Um, started off almost as bad as you could, 5-20 and 20 out of the gates. They draft Paolo. A lot of people thought they should have drafted Chet. It looks like they made the right choice now. Uh, but mm-hmm. these guys are starting to figure it out. Jalen Suggs is a good part of that, that group. Uh, Wagner, if your folks haven't seen him play, maybe the steal of that draft. So with those two big wings – the guard, and then Markel Fultz, kind of the forgotten man in the NBA. The Orlando Magic, I think, are on a mission um, to win some games as we kind of close the season here. On the downside, Jimmy, in the East, I, I do not like what I see out of the Atlanta Hawks. Trey Young is a a, a short-volume first shooter with, with the ball in his hands. I don't like that. And, so I, and then, obviously, the Cleveland Cavaliers, you know, in terms of the moves they made, you wonder – Uh, Can they, you know, can they win games to kind of keep that spot? I don't think so. So those are the folks I I take a look at, like stock down.
0: And and you have to think, Henry, too, sort of those uh, unproven teams, similar to maybe what Memphis was last year as where they're still trying to prove and they're grinding during the regular season, as opposed to some of these more established teams who are, uh, you know, trying to just prioritize that they are fresh for the playoffs. Um, Mm Yeah. You know, like you're talking about Orlando in in the Thunder, they both fit that uh, that fit that description.
1: Well, Jimmy, there's one more layer I'll give give you that I look. The teams you just mentioned, the Magic and the Thunder, both of those teams have a bulk of guys who are on their first deal, which means they know how this works.
0: They're playing for that second exactly. deal, yeah.
1: And so you're not going to have load management. They're going to play every night on a back to back. You know, let's say you know they're the second of their back to backs, and they're in Houston. They're going to play hard because they want that second deal. And I think when you have guys who have their guarantee, take a look at the Pelicans. Do you think Ingram and Zion Williamson have a lot of deep-down motivation to get back off the, the, the injured list? $200 million, man, it, it's guaranteed. As opposed to those guys who are on their rookie deals trying to grind, trying to put in the numbers and the minutes and the wins to get that second deal. That's a big deal in the league because we, we talked about a minute ago, 80, 82 games a lot. So you have to get your mind right about – why you should go out there and play? Well, that second deal was a big incentive.
0: Yes, indeed. So we'll keep an eye on uh, Oklahoma City uh, in the Magic as started. Maybe, uh, maybe one that you see that uh, maybe having some problems uh, coming up. That uh, maybe a lo- valued pretty solid right now or. Uh, and of course we know about the Nets and what you know what they're doing over there. And uh, but anybody else that you think might be a little bit uh, on the decline?
1: Yeah, Brooklyn's the easy one, Jimmy. It's ironic, right? They cut their team, and yet today they're thirty-four and twenty-four, solidly fifth seed in the East. Will that yeah. continue? I doubt it. Although you know what, Jimmy, you do remember right before they made the move uh, to kind of get that thing going in the super team mode, they were kind of a scrappy group of defenders and kind of really underdogs, and, and they and they played like it. Can they recreate that? I Who knows? I, it's kind of a land of misfit toys right now, and they're they're playing on the column. So I would bet against the Brooklyn Nets. The other one in the West, Jimmy, is the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, look, last night in the, in the All-Star game, LeBron James injures a finger, doesn't play the rest of the game. Anthony Davis, you blow on him, and he's going to be out three games. They they made a bunch of moves at the deadline, so it's a 60% of the roster's new. I'm not so sure what you get with the Lakers because look, they've got a target on their backs because they're, they're the Lakers and it's LeBron. But his health, Jimmy, his health goes sideways. Forget it. That team does not win, and I don't think they make the playoffs. So the Lakers are the ones that I would, I, if I'm their stock, I'm shorting that stock.
0: All right, uh, uh, and Henry in the East too. I mean, how, how do you make a case for anybody uh, but uh, Boston or Milwaukee?
1: Philly, Jimmy, if I have to, um, look, when James Harden – Haven't
0: we seen this with Philly before, though? Well – Haven't we seen this?
1: No. Here's here's why I'll, I'll push back on you. Between Harden and Joel Embiid's games played, that should send a little ripple of fear across their competitors because normally Embiid's good for, you know, 20 to 30 games on the bench. Harden, same thing. Mm-hmm. James Harden's kind of settled in, Jimmy. The headlines are kind of behind him. Now he's just kind of producing. He's actually guarding in spurts. And so it's fair to say, yeah, Philly, but look, there's the third seed for a reason now. And so um, when those two are right, you're talking about Embiid, Jimmy, at 33-10 and 10 right now. And James Harden's averaging 11 assists a game. So, you know, Tobias Harris is still there. Maxie's a good player. Um, you know, Shake Milton and Niang are, are good off that bench. Look, do I expect them to leapfrog Boston or Milwaukee? No. But James Harden and Joel Embiid in a series getting hot could be interesting. But that's the one I keep my eye on.
0: All right. Uh, so we'll uh, keep an eye on that. 45 of 57 uh, games that uh, Embiid has played, uh, 41 uh, for uh, James Harden. Taking a look at uh, the NBA for Henry Hayes. I'm Jimmy Ott here on the Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.